Alright, hi guys and welcome to Two Words with Taku, my podcast all about writing. Today I am sitting with Loiso Gola, who is a South African comedian in town in Melbourne at the moment for the International Comedy Festival. Now I saw his show on Friday night and he definitely had me as an African in Australia in stitches. So Loiso, for people who don't know much about you, tell us a little bit about how you ended up in Melbourne. Uh, I took a very long flight. Oh. <laughs> That's how I ended up in Melbourne. Um, I think the, uh, the people of the festival saw me in Edinburgh doing my show and they asked me to come through this side. That's how I... That's the, that's the short of it. I don't know. I'm an Asian, that's me now. Oh, that's, that's really... So, so you actually got invited to come? Yeah. Wow. I have a relationship with my agent where I say, let the right people see me. And your job is to let the right people see me. And then my job is to kill, yeah. to make, make them laugh hard. Yeah. And then things will. So just make sure the right people are seeing me, and then I will. I'll promise you, I'm gonna kill hard. That's amazing. Um, because yeah, to even get to this podcast, I emailed them and I said, "Hi, can I please sit with Lois? I went through your website, and I just want to talk about the writing process." And I said, "Oh no, go through this person to this person." And I was like, "Oh, he's at that level. Like he's got people, which is yeah, pretty." Is that cool. what happened? Oh yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I went through the website and then through another lady. So they were lovely, but then I realized, oh, it's okay. That's that's pretty good. That it's just a scheduling thing, more yes. than anything. Yeah. Um, and also what happens is I used to agree to things so if you hit me up directly I'd say yeah let's do it Yeah. and then you'll give me a time and I'm going yeah let's do it and it finds that it clashes with something else so you have like people you know dedicated to do specific things so yeah. it's, it's good that they're taking care of me Yeah. that's what they do they I, I kind of trust I trust what they let me not say kind I kind of insinuates that I'm like vague yeah. But I can't, I trust what they they do, so okay. I, I I let them be, and sometimes it leads to us having great chats. Yeah, I'm so excited because it's not often that we have African comedians come to to Australia and then we can literally sit down with them like this and pick their brain. And so even with today, the whole thing I want to really talk about is the writing process. I'm. I'm a writer, I'm fascinated by words, and when I was at your show and I was listening to your set, and just it, it was so smart, like the way that you worded your stories and, and set them up, and then even how you dealt with the, you know, the one lady who heckled about, oh, I'm a lawyer, and you know, like your quick response. I want to find out more about what that looks like behind the scenes, so for you, how do you write? What does the writing process look like from living an experience to literally being on stage and Well, there's it? various ways to... to the, a, a joke appears, appear, come, approaches you in, in various ways. Yeah. So a, a joke can approach you in actual life. Yeah. Um, and the actual event is just crazy and funny. And then you want to share that the exact same way it happened to a group of people, the exact same way you would tell it if you were just chilling at a dinner table. Yeah. So, yeah, this is what happened to me. And so then sometimes you find a situation where it lends itself to exaggeration. Yeah. And you go, okay, let me, if I exaggerate that, it'll be funny. 
And so what do I keep that's real and what do I exaggerate for the purpose of laughter? And then sometimes you think of like such a weird idea, like the, the idea I was thinking of, the, recent, the most recent idea that I thought of, of late. One of my pet hates is when I'm in an elevator or I'm in a subway or I'm in a train and I'm anticipating that door to open mm-hmm. and the door behind you. Yeah. So I don't know where I'm going to place that in my stage appearance, mm-hmm. but it's something that I've drafted down. And so when I, I haven't even made it funny. Mm-hmm. I just know that it annoys me personally. Yeah. I, when I was thinking like today, I was walking today and I was thinking of a story that I wanted to tell on my next show that I'm taking to Edinburgh. And I was like, I think I might have found where I'm going to put that particular bit. So all these bits that I write, small bits, long bits, ideas, yeah. at some point have to come together and become a big show. But in the interim, we're gathering all these stories and ideas and you've read something, you've been in a relationship, you've traveled, to all these experiences, you're going to share them with an audience. Yeah. Now, the process of writing, I, I always find that the, pros, the, the, the process of anything just requires a start. I always find with me like mm-hmm. the minute you start it's, yeah. it's it's most things the most the reason most things are not done is because no one really starts mm-hmm. once you've started it and you have the will to finish it you'll finish it yeah it's just how generally as human beings who are driven that's how the nature of your being will that's where the nature of your being will drive it mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but the, the the process of writing I don't know I mean I'm 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 used to it I mean it's gonna be interesting now because I have to write a new show. So what do, what do you do? Because um, I didn't mention before I've done some stand up as well. I'm starting to do a bit more stand up. So what I do. Oh, dope. So what what you were saying is um you know you you look at all your experiences and I did a show a couple of weeks ago because I just landed in Melbourne and. I was terrified because now I'm new to the city and I'm trying to build context to these people who don't right. know me from nowhere. I've moved from another city that most people bag and, and so I had all these ideas that I'd written, people I'd seen on the train and I literally write them down and then I try and start to pull out some themes from them so that I can segue them when I'm on stage, etc. Um, but I do it by hand, so I'll write by hand all these points and then I'll, I'll come up with something and I'll practice it. So what I want to find out from you is you're talking about having all these different ideas. How do you, what do you actually do? Do you write them down? Are they in your phone or in your brain or you're just... Most of the time know? I jot them down. Okay. And then what I generally do is try to take the idea on stage. So by the time you see the show at the festival, I've done it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You see like a pretty finished product, as loose as it sounds on stage. And that's the idea, to be as loose as possible. Yeah. Also to make it feel fresh for myself. But for me sometimes the first process is to say the actual words mm-hmm. of the joke. So if the joke is 
if the if the joke is the elevator in the back, you're expecting the elevator to uh, to open in front of you and it opens behind you, and how that annoys you. You gotta say that. For me, I first feel comfortable saying the actual words first. Okay. It's so on stage, and I say, and I mean, this is weird because I'm lucky. Sometimes I get in South Africa, I can get on stage pretty much. And then I try to say the actual words. I say, you know what annoys me? This, 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 that, and this, this, this. And so then, actually to test it while you're on stage, is that what, you, what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, that's how it works. You have to test it on stage. Oh, okay. So, so every, you have to, every night I can open my night, new material night then? No, no, no. Or, I'm saying when you're developing material, mm-hmm. you test it out in front of the audience. So the mm-hmm. way I test it out in the audience, I have to say the actual words because oh, I have a okay. stutter. Like it's not a stutter, but it's like if you are not, I have to be sure of the idea. So the idea has to exist in my tongue before yeah. it exists in my brain. Yeah, yeah. Right. So then, if I go, it has to roll off my tongue smoothly. Mm-hmm. The premise has to roll off the tongue. So, I, so if I go, I hate pancakes. I gotta go on stage and almost say I hate pancakes. And then tell them the idea. Yeah. And then, wherever there's giggles, you go, okay, there's a giggle, so I can go oh, somewhere okay. here. There's a giggle there, I can wow. go somewhere there. There's a giggle here, I can go somewhere here. Yeah. And then I look at that, I construct, and then I take the direction, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever yeah. the direction is. Actually, that's a really nice point, because uh, uh, do you read the reviews much or after your shows Sometimes. or anything? Sometimes I do. So but there's one, a good one today, about how you're smashing white privilege, oh no, you're smashing white privilege and the avocado thing, yeah, yeah. and how you talked about an avocado. And I got it. Like when, you, So I got it from my context as you know, an African person who moves here and goes, okay, it's just a fruit. But then listening to then the audience who were predominantly Aussie that night, was brilliant because I don't know if you know about how smashed avocado is the, the going thing at the moment. They're talking about how young people like me or our age can't afford to buy houses because we're eating too much smashed avocado. Oh yeah, available. You know, that. so I just thought that was really brilliant, and, I, and then I was wondering, did you know about some of those then Australian-based kind of discussions? No, someone told me about it, but I was, I was, no, 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 no. I, 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 I was away after I wrote the bit. Yeah. But I was, I don't know how to put it in. I don't like commenting directly on people's issues if mm-hmm. I, uh, without having an insight yeah. of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can, on the surface of it, I can, I can make a comment. But once I make an economic comment, I gotta be able to have the conversation after the show. Yeah. But, that's but if what, I that's can't, if I can't have the conversation after the show, per yeah. se, then I'm like, let me educate myself first. Uh, a wise man once told me, don't improvise if you don't know the script. Hey, for real, hey, improv. Mm. Yeah, you so do a I got improv. No. Yeah. No, I don't improv too much now. Yeah. What is that? Just not naturally your gift, or it's now a, like no. a creative decision that now nah, I'm better. I'll, I'll, impro- I'll improvise if um, if I'm working on stuff. On, on when I do a set, like in front of like a full house, like it was on Friday. Yeah. I'm just gonna tell them all these ideas that I have in my mind. 
I might like digress and maybe try out a new idea or an idea I thought of in the morning to add on to the idea that I've developed for a long time, but I'm not gonna improvise, no. Yeah. I, I, I don't improvise too much, no. Okay, and then in terms of audience, because I guess, you know, comedy is, is, is essentially public speaking and, and speech writing in a, in a way, as when you go on stage, you're gonna give them thoughts, ideas, how do you tailor your sets to specific audiences? So I'd assume, you know, doing a set in South Africa, you know, in Germany. I don't really tailor the thing. Or you just, no, no, no. you just, you're just yourself. I am, I am, I am just myself. I mean, obviously I'll be aware of the references, what they will understand and not understand. The same yeah. way, it's like if you're going out for dinner, how do you tailor your conversation? No, don't you tailor can't. your conversation, you yeah. just say what the fuck you need to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Without yeah. thinking about it. So there's no need to do that on stage. You just say what you need to say without like overthinking it. You just go, yeah, I find this silly. Yeah. And so stand-up is a conversation. Yeah. And so a lot, you have, you, I do more, way more conversations than I do stand-up in life. I, That's amazing. I talk to, I talk to cab drivers, I talk to um, if I'm at the store, at the pharmacy, I'm talking to the, the person who works there. So I'm, we're having a conversation. But I don't go, I wonder what they understand. I just yeah. tell them whatever the fuck I need to tell them. Yeah. Hey man, can I just have that and that and that? You know what I mean? So then you can't overthink it. So, yeah. so a lot of people just overthink, oh, what do I have to be like? Nah, you don't have to do shit, just be funny. So, for example, I noticed you didn't have that much profanity in your set. That, is that did just I? you well, didn't? I mean, well, no, I'm saying you didn't. No, I'm saying that. Uh, what, or what, did you what plan would, to? What was what would qualify as profanity? Um, okay, so I didn't hear the c word, and I didn't. I hear. didn't use it like I used it twice. Oh, maybe. I'm, okay, as I have in, a whole. Remember the bit where I talk about the onomatopoeia? Mm, I don't know. Maybe I missed that bit. Maybe I didn't do that that night. Did I do? I no, I don't remember did. that. Because I would have... I In the beginning, I talk about it as well. When I, in the first word I say is... Remember when I say, you Australians don't greet. You just go to someone oh, and yeah, say... Oh, yeah, 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 that bit. Like, yeah, you're that, that, that bit. But I guess what, I'm, what was interesting for me is I didn't come away from your set or your show feeling like, oh my gosh, there was so much profanity in there. Which, oh, that's for good. Some, which for some comedians is their thing. Like, it's just laden with swear words and cuss and all that I stuff. I do that a lot, so, man. I cuss a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so when I, I, I don't know, maybe you caught a show. The safe show? Really? You gave us it the It wasn't like show? a safe show. It was like, I went to a clowning course once. Yeah. And which they talked teach us all different techniques of stand-up and the one thing the guy said and I'll never forget this he said that don't change your the way you feel backstage is the way you gotta feel in front of the audience okay so you don't alter your mood don't go oh I gotta perform and I gotta give them this energy give them the energy that you're feeling backstage okay and so that's what I feel if I have if I'm in like a quite an aggressive energy then I'll probably have like have a quite high intense set with a lot of f yeah. whatever other words people consider prof uh, uh, profanity but yeah. so you yeah. you probably caught like a good show when I, I was I just calm I really enjoyed it I really did and I'm not just saying that because you're here or anything I just thought it was 
it was the kind of comedy comedy that yeah was good and it was hearty and then I loved how there were the zimbos in the front you know and they were saying yeah we go for them whatever it was it was just a really interesting experience having done stand up and starting to get into that world as well. It's like, oh, right, right. you don't have to also box yourself. Because right. I found that the topics that you talked about were so diverse, but then the way that you expressed them as a South African, and then you did the accents, and then a migrant. Like, you didn't explicitly always have to say that stuff, but it was in the way you told those stories, which I thought was quite oh, quite clever. Yeah, thank um, you. So, yeah, this is. This is this is good because then I'm learning. Literally, sitting like this is learning from you. And I guess that flows into the next question around the TV show, the late night news, and and how you went from stand up to now pitching or creating a, sat- a satire show that was. That show was done know, by the people around me. I had a, yeah, such well, great people around me that made me look good in that show. I was like. Even, even my political inclination. I had my opinions, but the people around me made sure that I, I, I seemed very sharp. You're so modest. That's really, that's really. Mm, that's true, though. I had, okay. I had a good team. But it was a team, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's team what of I want, very sharp people. That's what I want to ask you about next: is the writing process in terms of writing by yourself versus writing with other people, being in writers' rooms. Do you, how do you feel that impacts or changes the way you write or well, create? Um, the the creative process is also crazy because, to a large extent. Uh, comics contribute towards each other's sets so if someone finishes be like I'll add this bit to this bit have you ever thought of this bit of it and sometimes in the conversation someone says something funny and be like are you ever going to use that in stand up and someone goes no and you go okay I'll, I, I find that's such a great idea Cause, but they might not see it as funny as you see it mm-hmm. and then you develop so there's like an underlying and an undertone of what is it? A, a, a collaborative undertone mm-hmm. that exists. It's not collaborative in the sense of we sit in a room and we try to make, but there's a great deal of collaboration. But it, it, it becomes strange sometimes when you, when you approach someone who's not used to that collaborative, um, uh, 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 the collaborative inclination so you like mm-hmm. hey you should try that and they just go what the fuck are yeah, you? Yeah, what do you want so then signs. sometimes I'm like ah oh, man I, that was a bit forward of me and uh, but for the most part the difference is not too much mm-hmm. the difference is the difference is the difference is um, um, the the stand-up is yours and, and your own idea and you own that mm-hmm. and with the show the difference is if you're talking about a particular political issue mm-hmm. you have you have a view on it and so the view could be left and the view could be center the view could be right the view could be anything but it has to it shouldn't be indicative of bias like it shouldn't be like there's a bias here and so when you have like a group of people in the room that are able to help you find a perfect balance where people who are watching this and are being criticized are able to take the critique 
because you've got you've covered all your bases. Whereas if I'm on stage, I go, I'm owning this opinion of mm -hmm. so if I come across as a bigot, yeah. I'm owning the bigotry. Me. Yeah. If I'm coming across as whatever, I, I'm you know, I'm I'm owning whatever the the issue is and I therefore deal with that. But mm -hmm. with, with the show, we were always like try to try to cover your bases. I, I don't yeah. really try to cover too much of my bases on stage. Yeah. I, I, I'm like I'm not gonna if you if you're offended, yeah. I'm almost like, well good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas on TV I was like let me try not to be in people's faces. Oh, it was. It, I, I. I. need to. I need to sound more, way more clever. Yeah. Whereas on stage, I'm like, I don't need to sound clever. Yeah. I don't give a. Shit. I'll tell you what I'm gonna tell you. That's mm -hmm. why some of the shit I say is so crazy. Yeah. And people go, what? The fuck? So what do you enjoy more then? Interestingly oh, enough, don't, don't oh, you no, feel no, like? No, no, no. There's. No, I enjoy. I enjoy both. Okay. Um, They're just different enjoy, styles. Of it's all. Listen, I enjoy doing comedy. So. Yeah. I, I, do, I do definitely enjoy doing stand-up way more. But with TV now, I'm, the thing that excites me is me doing things that I want to do. Yeah. So I don't want to do... I almost don't want to be on TV for the sake of being on TV. Yeah. I kind of want to do the stuff that I want to do, which is harder said than done. Better, yeah. what? Better, better said. Yeah, yeah, I can believe better. that. It's better, 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 better. <laughs> yeah, I we can say it. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. So, what would you want to do? Or what's what's the what makes your heart sing right now in terms of comedy or performing? What 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 makes what? Your heart sing. Um, right now, um, stand up, man. Just yeah. the idea of just getting up. I mean, here I've already done like how many shows? I'm gonna do 21 shows. Don't, no, okay, seriously, I have to ask you. Okay, when I did that other show, I had to do three sets, you know, one five minute sets. And by the third one, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this again. So how do you how do you keep the mojo up for that whole time? Because you've got yeah, pretty much a whole month of just. 30 plus hours of getting on the stage and sharing the same material, do you mix it up? How do you keep yourself I, I excited and the same every time? No, because I'm time? telling a story. A five minute set is, I mean, I don't know, I'm, I enjoy what I do. That's the yeah. thing. It's like I really like and I enjoy what I do. So it's very difficult to not be happy about that. Yeah. Like I'm like, I've got a crowd in front true. of me and they're gonna... They're new, laugh. they're fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. each crowd is different and yeah. so that's like the challenge. And so you, when you came to see the show, I was feeling a certain way and I delivered certain bits and they landed a certain way. And then when there's a new crowd, there's a new, it's a new thing, it's a new group of people. Yeah. So that's the shit that excites me. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's just so fascinating speaking to an African comedian as well because you know before we started recording we we're talking about just the differences between South Africans and Zimbabweans and right. and I find sometimes I'm still I'm still filtering myself in how I perform and 
um, because I've come from a public speaking world, working with kids, so obviously watch your language, blah, blah, blah. And then when it's stand up, and I just can let some things out that you don't even realize you're sitting on or are in your, in your Psyche, brain. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's something that I'm still exploring even through this whole podcast and writing the stories is how do I now start telling some of these stories and sharing them in ways that are different and exciting and relevant to yeah, my world, how I see my world. Because seriously, sitting here like this, there's some people who will be like, ah, why? You know, but to me, this this is learning. This is making sense. This is me. Like in five years, I'll be like Loisa, I sat with Loisa and he said this and then this. Um, so, so I guess I'm saying that because it's exciting and I'm inspired oh, by you. Oh, and those are such kind words. No, honestly, and there's so many other emerging um, African Australian comedians who I am going to hound them with this interview just so that they can see it's possible that you can be yourself and still be doing what you want to do, global stage, TV, and it's okay, like it's, it's amazing, yeah. So I was yeah. really proud, honestly I was proud sitting there, I was, you probably couldn't hear me cackling at the back, but I was, I was just like, this is so right. And, and so this is a, a way for me to show others who are here that you're here for starters, so they should come see you, but also that, yeah, we can, we can all, do, do it. Yeah, we can be there. <laughs> that was the long wishy-washy way. Thank you for inspiring me. Um, so, question about the weekly. How did that happen with Charlie Pickering? Oh, I, I met Charlie a couple of years ago in Cape Town, and we kind of hit it off, and we kept in touch. So he got this. He was from at the project then when he went to the weekly. He's like, "Yo, do you wanna do you wanna do some corresponding work?" And I said, "Yeah, definitely." Yeah. He's a nice guy. I was, when I met him, I was really surprised how much he knew about African politics. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he's, 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 he's on the ball. He's on the ball, yeah. And he's just a generally dog dude. Yeah. 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 He's supposed to have dinner soon. Tell him I said hi. Definitely. Yeah. He'll remember the, the chick who didn't like feet. Just say that. The chick who didn't like feet. Yeah, he'll remember. I could just mention your name. <laughs> nah, he'll remember the feet thing. Um, okay, so do you ever get moments of just you're over it or moments of just not feeling inspired to write or just yeah, time, yeah, but you gotta, time out and what do you do when you yeah, have you just moments? have to show, soldier through I mean you have to soldier through them and just mm-hmm. do it okay. you can't like same as you know it's the same with anything if you, know, you don't feel like going to the gym or you don't feel like some people don't feel like looking after their kids that day <laughs> They don't feed them yeah leave them <laughs> you know what I mean but yeah you gotta the thing the, the thing I realized is that the things that annoy you the most are things that are probably good for you i.e. vegetables yes spouses exercise. and partners yes depending uh, yes yeah. yeah so all all so I'm lucky enough that I don't have kids yeah and so yeah, because they're a long-term commitment. Yeah. They're there for a long for time. For life, pretty much. Nah, until they're 18, and then they're under. No, for life. No. After 18, people they say can 18. fuck off. No, they don't, though. How many people, how many grown-ass <laughs> adults do you know still living at home? <clears throat> yeah. I'm not, I'm not. Three. <laughs> okay, three. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, 
Okay, so out of everything you've done, because I'm going to write it in the bio, you know, the Emmys, nominations, blah, blah, blah. For you, what are you most proud of out of everything you've done? The TV, the stand-up? Well, I mean, the the thing that I'm proud of the most is that I'm doing stand-up. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the, I'm doing comedy. That's that's the thing that I'm, because I've been doing it since I was 17, so, and I'm like. That's amazing. I'm, I'm do- like the idea that I'm doing it yeah. for me is yeah. is the excitement. Yeah. That's the thing that I'm most proud of. Like just the idea that I'm in Australia, which is so fucking far from where I live, yeah. and I'm here for a month and I'm doing stand up and people are coming to see me. I'm getting great reviews. That I mean that's but also I'm not like life is not an event. Life is a happening thing. So even if there was something that I should be proud of, I that thing probably lasts the most moment. thirty minutes. Yeah, moments. So the I, yeah, the idea is to enjoy every moment, and right now I'm enjoying the, this chat of the podcast. Yeah, that's the oh, thing that I. Oh, shocks! That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, me too. So it's all like uh, it's all about the now per se. Yeah. It's about the now. Yeah. Okay, so my podcast is called Two Words with Taku because last year I got tired of seeing quotes on social media. You know, there's like quotes everywhere all the time. And for myself, I wanted to give myself affirmations every day that I didn't send out to my, my fans and whatever. So it'll be two words. So it might be, I don't know, wake up or call mom or whatever okay. it is. And so I call it two words. And then just as an ending off our little podcast i know you don't like improv but no, 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 i'm gonna I'm... throw you some just some things and just say the first two words that come to mind okay okay so your career to date fun that's one word very fun <laughs> okay um your family um special very special i don't know like one word i don't know Okay, uh, your president. Um, interesting character. Okay. <laughs> Charlie Pickering. Dope dude. Okay, avocados. Uh, very delicious. Okay. <laughs> Australian comedy audiences. The dopest. <laughs> How you want to be remembered? Um, how? It's, it's not that important to me to be remembered. It's, it's, it's yeah, you, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not something you know that's that I, two words. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, but I mean, I'm just saying it's not that important. It's okay. not, because if, if I really want to get remembered, I would murder someone. No. But what I'm saying, that's, that's. Okay, I got two words. So when I remember this podcast, we're like, nice guy. Like, seriously. Oh, thank nice, you. Yeah, nice those, guy. Those are, is, those are very kind words again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that... <laughs> okay. Um, I think I'm out of questions for now, but what I'll do is I'll share this online, and if people have questions, then I'll just tell them to find you at... Where, where do people find you? Social media, what, what uh, do you use the most? 
Uh, Twitter. Twitter? Yeah. Okay. Not, I, don't, I don't use Facebook too much. Yeah. Or they could just email me, but don't email no, me because no, I won't reply. Yeah. Email's probably not good. Unless you're good. trying to do some work, yeah? Twitter's probably good. And yeah. Zimbabwean people will invite me to their weddings and shit. No, they are. But do they pay you? No, I don't like weddings. I just find people who... I just find weddings arrogant. To think that you can entertain me for a whole day. It's quite an arrogant yeah. thing. I'm like... Also, oh, they're not even asking you to come for a little... Oh, no, no, I'm saying even friends. I'm not talking particularly. Oh, yeah, yeah. saying like... The idea of thinking that... Because weddings are... So, you have to wear these... Ah, weddings are... <laughs> okay. But they're such happy spaces. But I'm, I'm always annoyed at weddings. You obviously haven't had one yet. No, no, no. Yeah. I've been to one. Yeah. Got, I no, just got invited to one in December. And you're not excited, evidently. Oh, I am very excited. I'm just, I'm just, you know, like, you know, have you ever agreed to do something way before it happens? <laughs> yes. And then the, when the day comes, yeah, you're like, ah, yeah, oh, yeah. for fuck's sake. So, so the excitement levels go like this gradually until the actual day. Yeah, yeah and then when the... Sucked in, yeah. And then, um, um, how can I put it? Yeah. I wish people would just text me. Yo, tomorrow, what are you doing? Nothing. Yeah, we're getting married. Ah, shit. Okay, sweet. I'll come. Yeah. 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 Definitely get the wear a maximum wear, wear a t-shirt. Sweet. And butterflies. Yeah, and then you come. Uh, so tell us uh, your show. It's running at Melbourne Town Hall in the Parliament. Melbourne Town Hall. Until the 23rd of April? Yeah, so? until the 20th. Yeah, until the 23rd of April. And Town Hall, powder room, 8.30 tickets us they cost money yeah i don't know what no but pay it it's, worth it. <laughs> it's worth it and um what else do i need to tell them besides yeah just come check out the show i hate begging people to come no, no, to the show not, no, if you don't want to come no 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 okay no you no guys <laughs> hey hey, hey what's the matter show? with you you don't want to come to the show yeah, what's the there, matter with you there you go what's the matter with you uh, no, honestly, I'm not just saying it. The show was funny. It is funny. Go and check them out. And uh, check them out. <laughs> no, That's how she speaks. Check them out. Go check them out. Yes, go check them out. At Melbourne <laughs> Town out. Hall. Check them out. And uh, this is Taku with Check them out. <laughs> with Taku Podcast. Thanks for listening. Check them out.